It's our anniversary. Yes, look at you. I was actually practicing that in the car. I was just like, oh, first of all, I was like, what the fuck is she doing? I got another one for you. Started last year and now we're here. Oh. Like you don't like Jay. <laughs> I didn't know if you were ready for that, but I was really thinking to myself. I was not swiper. Listen, I was like, I'm about to, I'm about to get us good. Girl, that was a that was a good one. Thank you. It's our pot anniversary. It friend. is. Happy pot anniversary. January twenty eighth was our first official first episode. So today is January thirtieth. And when this episode drops, because y'all know it'll be a little It'll bit be the third. February third. Well, I'm glad you had it together because I had to pull up my calendar. Oh yes. my god. It'll be the third, February third. Friend, happy pot anniversary. Happy pot anniversary. Can you believe it? No, I cannot. Okay. Like, it, I feel like it went by really quickly. You know what is crazy? I was in the car today, and I was just like, today and yesterday, I was just like, damn, it's it's been almost a year since we had our pop, but mm-hmm. I didn't think about, like, when it was, like, the actual date. The actual date. date. And it's crazy, because I remember ordering... I thought it was the 25th. Was that the I sneak peek like that we dropped that was like... The- we, so, I had to look back, go to the archives on uh, Anchor. And look through, but it's crazy because I remember, even around Christmas time, I remember when, when we initially like became friends and things like that, and I was talking to you about it, and you were like, okay, when are we doing this? And you know how like sometimes no, like, no, you no, 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 I'm saying like, That's you, not what I said. No, whatever it is, something along the lines of like, okay, when are we doing this? Are we going to get this? And I was just like, yeah, 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 I've looked it up. And I did look it up, and you know me, I be putting shit in my shopping cart. I'm like, yeah, well, I found it. And then when you hit me with the, okay... When are you about to order this stuff or whatever it is, your stuff, my stuff? And I was just like, okay. And then when we finally did it, like, you was coming through with the punches. Okay. So the conversation that I interpreted when we first met was Ooh, no, like, you, you were like, oh, I want, I really want to do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, I'm into doing YouTube. I'm going to do my first YouTube episode. And he was like, you should do it. And I was like, okay. But this girl seemed like she down. So I was like, you should do your podcast. I said, you, not us. You. No, it is so an us thing. <laughs> No, when friend. you came in and was like, um, so when are we recording? I was like, we, 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 we friends. We decided we were good partners and decided, okay, yes, let's yes. have a pod baby. Yes. And here we are. We're here with our baby. And I'm still waiting to be invited on the YouTube because I was also thinking in my head when I was thinking about our little jingle. I was just like, first of all, why hasn't Ashay ever invited me to be on her YouTube? And then I thought about, and I was in, in my head, in the, no, out, out loud, low-key, in the car. I was just like, what would my YouTube voice be like? Hey, guys. Like, Oh, my God. Hey, y'all. It's probably, well, for me, it's the same voice. I just do the same voice. Like, I'm just dry all around. Dry edges all around. Like, it's not even funny. <laughs> my edges is My edges is dry. They're growing back. My That's throat important. is dry. It's growing back. Would you like back. some water? No, I'm good. I was just making a joke. Okay. I, I I'm just making sure. It's fine. It's fine. But it's been a year. This is crazy. Okay. What have you learned in this past year of potting? What have you learned about yourself? I've learned or just that this I experience period. In general, I enjoy being creative. Mm-hmm. Whether it's doing a podcast, editing, doing a YouTube video, editing, thinking about the ideas to mm-hmm. go into it, how to 
how to get everything put together, like the, the websites or how to edit. Remember, because we were going through that whole thing of how we want to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. We were going through Anchor and that shit wasn't working. So I came And that like, faulty bullshit ass equipment that we fucking bought. Yes. And it didn't work. Yes. That's yes. all right. It's okay though. We, we got it together. It's but fine. um I've learned that I'm a very creative person. I enjoy being creative. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a I'm a I don't think I'm a storyteller. I think I'm funny. Um, I'm, I'm not a very a dry sense of humor. Me, which makes it very funny. Yes, I have. A, I don't think I have. A, okay, I'll take it. You ever meet some people who like they're low key funny and like you don't expect it unless you sit next to certain people. Mm-hmm. So I've been told that about myself. Like, I don't feel like I'm gonna be the class clown of walking into a group and I'm coming with the jokes. But I feel like if you sit next to me, I always tell people like, do not sit next to me in a meeting or work meeting because we're not gonna be listening because I'm gonna be saying some shit and you're gonna be disrespect and you're gonna be distracted. Um, and nine out of the ten yeah. times I'm having a conversation with myself and people happen to hear yeah. what I'm saying. That and we were playing tic tac toe, so I'm just saying. And writing notes. Yeah. What have you learned? Um. I learned that sometimes you have to just say fuck it and do it. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to hold better conversations with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we've definitely had moments where we've had to feed off one another. Like, you know, we're coming from work. We always pile like our last week from work. And, you know, we both had life happen to us this past year. And it's just Mm -hmm. been a number of different things that have had have gone on. So I've definitely learned to just... It's so important to learn to bounce off the energy off of somebody mm-hmm. and then also learn how to have a conversation. So sometimes you have to learn how to pull things out. And I think you're pretty good at pulling things out of me and I think I'm pretty good at being, pulling things out of me. So things that I wouldn't have normally wanted to maybe had a conversation about, mm-hmm. I think I've been able to take that into life. But then if I had to give advice to anyone on maybe starting a podcast, I would say consistency is key. Yeah. And I think we only missed like three episodes. Um... But I think you have to, the good, the bad, the ugly, I think you have to be dedicated to doing it. Yeah. And sometimes it's therapeutic. Like, sometimes I look forward to that, oh, you know, girl, bitch, let me tell you. We're going to talk about this on Thursday. I'm going to wait till I see you on the Right, pod. right. Let's pause. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. So, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And thank you guys who've listened. Thank you guys who have been so dedicated and so patient and just been listening to this ratchet fucking mess. And we're we going to get back on to, I promise you, we're going to get back into being more diligent about things like, you know, uploading our videos and, and so forth. I still want to do a videotaped episode. I do too. And I have some things in the works that okay. I want, but we'll talk about those offline because I don't want to give y'all all the scoops. Oh, the tea. Okay, <laughs> so let's get right into this um, happy anniversary, anniversary episode. Yes. So I'm going to do who I, who am I, and I think you have three questions for me, right? Well, no, my question was related to the pod, but we need to get into this power. Okay, okay, okay. So let me do who I, who okay. am I. So I'm a black actor. I was on, um, I did voices on Anastasia, the movie, that movie, Anastasia. Yes, okay. one of my favorite movies. Um, and I am known in Broadway as well. And I just slayed, I think it was the Grammys, with my outfit. Who am I? You look so stumped and I'm so fucking happy. Is this a female? No. Pose. What's his name? You gotta tell me. Michael Porter? That's his name? 
Billy Porter. How did you? How did I didn't you know he that? wasn't Anastasia. Yeah, he did what some. Did he do? He, I, that's what I was sitting there googling trying to find out. But apparently, he did some boy a voice in Anastasia. I don't know if he did a voice or if he sang, but he did something, and he his, his credit is there. Really? Yes. Okay. I was like, I was on a shade room, and you know, I was like, who is out here slaying like this with this jumpsuit on? So this is really random, but I remember I got this. Anastasia Barbie doll thing from Burger King. Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, in some of the movies, she had short hair. Mm-hmm. And then when it was time for her party, she had this long hair. Mm-hmm. So the doll, on her back, it would roll it and her hair would grow. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, should I guess I need something on my back so my hair And grow. I used to, like, cut my Barbie doll's hair. And I used to, like, you know, try to do little hairstyles and stuff like that. But I remember... My sister Nikki was just like, we were watching and she said, how does she end up having long hair? She says, oh, I know what, she said, I know what they did. I know what happened. And all these years later, I think to myself, did they have weaves back then? And Nikki, what was the secret that you knew that they did that you never told me? Because I was just <laughs> What was stuck. the secret that you knew that I didn't know And that movie came out, it had to be time. like six or seven, but like, it says, every time I see Anastasia, it stumps me mm-hmm. to ask her, Nikki... How do you know? But then my theory was, you know when you put your hair up on a ponytail mm-hmm. and it gets shorter, but then when you put it down? It's so long. when I watch Anastasia, I imagine like she just had a really high ponytail, so it looked little. You see what I'm saying? But what, when she had the hat on, what was her hair then? I mean, I know it was in the hat, but. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. It's a cartoon. They can add and subtract hair if they want to. <laughs> Yeah, but cartoons don't normally have that. No, not really. Okay. Oh, I just want to do a quick update. Oh, go, 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 go. I'm oh, sorry, okay. Power. Go okay. ahead. No, I did not watch Wait, what's your update league. on? Just the, the Texas team. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so Power. I got the leak. First of all, let it. me just say this. Don't Courtney you? Kemp said that, did you guys, she tweeted it out or she wrote it. She said, did you guys really think that every single season someone goes ahead and links the episodes? So what we did was we purposely went ahead and we created several different episodes. Like alternate endings. Mm-hmm. So someone, one of my friends, she saw it and then I was just like, bitch, well tell me what the ending was. Who did it? Where my confidence is confirmed. So we had that conversation. And of course, I'm telling him, cool. Like he's, I was like, do you want to know? He's like, no. So then afterwards, he was just like, that's the problem with black people. We can't never have nothing. Da, 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 da. But then he go investigate it, and he found a whole leak. So I've seen the episode. But not speaking about the last episode, I would just say that I see how they're going to have this set up for Power Book 2. Mm-hmm. And did you see the preview for... You know how they're doing a prequel to when they were younger? No. They are. So it's supposed to be of Tommy, Kanan, and Ghost, and Angela when they were younger. Really? Have you ever watched the show Shameless? No. Okay, so the white boy on there who plays Carl is going to be playing Tommy. And it's only going to be funny if you've ever watched Shameless. So I just want to put that out there. But um, who was last week's episode about? Kate. Ooh. I didn't really like Tate's episode. I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was fine. I get, I guess, from a cinematography, which I need big words, mm-hmm. aspect, 
they sped everything up because it was a high-pressure situation for him. I felt like with Ghost episode, things kind of flowed. They were a little mm-hmm. bit slower. But I felt like with his, they were all over the place. But maybe that was just to frame his mindset at the time. Okay, I can see that. I did feel like his episode was kind of fucking fast. I was like, well, damn, it's going off already? What did you think about... Damn, I, I feel like I, I like how episode. they just introduced Tell me the how brother. it ended. Tell me how it ended, because I feel like I'm mixing up stuff, and I don't want to spoil it. Well, they introduced a brother, a nephew, right. and, a, and a wife. Um, It ended with Tate standing outside the club speaking to um a reporter. And then what's her face comes in Ramona the next day after he done had sex with the, the black girl again, uh-huh. smacking him in the face saying, why would you tell people that I'm having sex? Okay, with, that's the part. Good. With, I didn't um, jump ahead of myself. Now, what did you think about that? Because I didn't expect their relationship to go down I was down actually, like when they were in a hotel and somebody rang the doorbell, I was expecting somebody to come and kill him. I thought I somebody was, was about to pop his ass. I thought so too. Because he, so he was doing a lot. it clears out my conspiracy that I thought that I was convinced that Tate did it. I just knew Tate did it. I just knew he did it. But it's crazy how his brother was just like, you know. You always fucking lucky. You always fucking lucky. But I wanted, I would have loved to learn the history of why Tate stepped out of being a police officer. Mm-hmm. He had to have been the dirty fucking cop. And my thing is, okay, so when they were going in for the questioning and the black... <clears throat> detective was like oh he can come once a cop always a cop taking him to a crime scene having him get out the car and all this other shit this nigga need to be losing his job he is not a police officer anymore why and do that's you feel so saying, comfortable and having this man come along on this cop ride he's not a police officer no more you know what also took away from the episode was and it was probably so small that people didn't even think about it. But when he was saying with his brother, he was like, you know, you got to be this big, powerful politician. You know, you're getting to do that. And he says, no. He said, you've had what I've wanted. He said, you know, you have the, the house. Oh, yeah. You have the wife. You had the kid. Um, and it's crazy when I think about certain things when people... It's interesting to me just kind of going on a little bit of a tangent how people don't ever seem to think that that's enough. Like, for me, I've always just wanted, like, a husband, some kids, and a house, and I'm good. But for some people, they want and they crave and they're striving for more. And I feel like sometimes people don't realize how valuable their family is and can be. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, the things that you have, other people are praying for. You know? And I even think about it, like, with people that I know who be like, oh, you know, like, you're married or whatever it is. And I think to myself, like, some people, you know... As much as Kuli and I must may get on each other's nerves, and again, we've been married all the five seconds, and you know, you've been married longer than me, you know, but it's just something that people, some people literally search their entire lives for is having that sense of family. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter how much money I have, no matter how much, you know, fame I may acquire, they want someone to share their life with. So, to me, that kind of brought in sense the, the human aspect of it. And it showed me how lonely Tate was. Yeah. And I think that kind of just fed his um, his eagerness to win so much. Mm-hmm. Because it was just like, I want to win so bad. I, I, it was almost like he didn't have anything to lose. 
Which is why I felt like he went so hard and they paid him on everything. Yeah. And the fact that when the Democratic Party came to visit him and asked him to be a part of the ticket, he was like, no, nah, I don't remember that. I remember you saying it was just going to be me. And he played that shit real well. Mm-hmm. He played that shit really well. But I can't even ask you what your predictions are for the yeah. following week because you have sent me the link. But I did not watch it. Well, I'm just going to say my prediction was that I thought that Tate was the one. But we saw it in this last episode. I thought yeah. Tate did it. I, I What I thought was was that... I thought Ramona did it. I thought Tate said... I thought Tate and Ramona set it up. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Well, I, you were wrong. I was. Cle- clearly. 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 All right. So, just moving on. Um, So, just want to give a quick update on the Texas team that was forced to cut his dreads. Or he was going to not be able to graduate. You know, Ellen, she loves to give out a good coin. She gave him a Why 20, can't these certain things just happen to me so I can just give me a fucking scholarship? A scholarship to what, sis? You out of Or school. tuition. I mean, tuition assistance. <laughs> like, I need my loan. I need my loan. Girl, tax time, and I realized that I owe the government. I was so angry. I had to close my laptop twice on TurboTax. So I took it out, and I re-put it in. I was like, this is a joke. And then I had to just sit down and humbly read and realize why it was that I owe taxes. And I was just angry. So mad that I just sat in my car for 45 minutes with the music off. I was so mad. And Kulin was just like, are you okay? I was like, I'm not actually. <laughs> I'm not fucking okay. I said, I'm out of school no more, so I'm not getting no money. I don't have no kids, so we definitely not getting no money. And we don't own nothing, so we ain't getting no money. Damn. Well, do you want me to tell you how much she gave for? I saw. It was Go ahead, say it. 20000 in a scholarship for him. And just want to move on really quickly so you, we won't go on any long tangents about this. Um, so did you see <laughs> Papaz out here trying to compete with Queen Bee in her um, uniforms? Well, they're trying to make uniforms inspired by Queen Bee's Adidas. But weren't those always Popeye's colors? They are Orange. Popeye's colors. But they are. If I'm being honest, I don't really think Beyonce's Adidas line was all of that. Really? Um, so I am a lover and wear of athletic gear all day, every day. I've got my Adidas hoodie, hoodie on right on now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and my Adidas, and my Nike slides, and my Reebok pants. <laughs> of course. But, um, as a wearer of athletic wear 24-7, if, if that would could possibly be a thing, if I didn't have to go to work, I would live in me and Kume. Um, It's like, okay. Like, I feel like if I see somebody wearing it, it's just going to be like, I know you have. Like, you're just trying to be trendy. You're just trying to be popping. Like, the idea is cute. <coughs> and shout out to her for getting her coins and getting her bag. And I like the whole orange reveal box yeah, pusher thing. Yeah, that is so cute. But I feel like I'm going to be seeing bitches wearing that stuff who ain't never wore athletic wear. Just why? Just don't like it. Okay. I mean, I thought some of the, the pieces in the line were actually cute. I like the color scheme together. Yeah. Um, I could maybe do, like, a hoodie. And I like her Ivy Park clothing that she has mm-hmm. with this particular line. But I'm very basic with my clothes. So maybe that's why it's just too much for me. And I don't want to... I've never liked the idea of, like... And because it's such a small collection and it's a very distinctive collection, I'm going to recognize it off the bat when somebody's wearing it. And I'm just going to think, you're just trying to be trendy. Like, did you ever wear Adidas before? 
like? Are you aware of athletic wear, athletic leisure wear, or like, like what? I don't know. We've been paying. Are you gonna purchase anything? First of all, I don't know how much anything costs. They're actually decently. They're decently priced. Okay. They're like normal athletic wear. Okay. Pricing. Well, items. I did see some um, Adidas shoes that she had. They were um, burgundy. Mm-hmm. I thought they were cute. Those are cute. I might get those. Um, I didn't really get a chance to look at everything because mm-hmm. I was just upset that it looked so fucking good on her body. Yeah. I was just like, I don't, I don't even fucking you know what dresses. Is? I think individual pieces looked okay. Yeah. But I don't think I would want a head to toe. A whole matching on something. Yeah, no. Right, right. No. Just a I, few, I don't think I could Just do a that. few things, maybe like a, a hoodie, um, some sweatpants. Right. You know, not, not everything matchy-matchy with the whole thing. Right. I get it. I get it. So... Yeah, that's how I feel about that. And I'm going to see you <laughs> trendy bitches. I'm pretty sure all summer long, springtime, we're in your Ivy Park or whatever it is. You are not Beyonce. Stop. She did not send you a big orange reveal box, whatever that is. Well, but, speaking of orange, Mendeecees, is his last name Smith? Because Yandy's is Yandy Smith. So did she take his last name? I think so. Anyway, he's released. He did four years in prison I and now he's so home. fine. Can we just say that? Mendeecees, you're thinking yes. he's fine? You know what it is? I love his teeth. Okay. I don't look Interesting. Like the first thing I look at in a man is his mouth. Hmm. He's so just... Put together. Like, he keeps himself together. Yeah, he looks very clean. Yeah. He looks very, 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 very clean. What I would hope so. Well, I mean, whatever. But yeah, go ahead. None. Just wanted to let you know. Welcome that home, Mendy sees him and Yandy. Yandy gets in my nerves. I can't. I thought I was gonna watch Love and Hip Hop because of the Joe Budden, and Santana thing. And Christy was back on. But you ever just when I think back to reality TV, I think of like Flavor of Love. Yeah. I think back to like the original Bad Girls Club mm-hmm. where they would let yes. them bitches fight. Yes. Um. For the love of money, mm-hmm. the first couple of seasons of Jersey Shore, and with Love and Hip Hop, I just kind of feel like, and I was excited for Love and Hip Hop Hollywood because people that I grew up with mm-hmm. were going to be on the show. Like Lil Fizz. Like, you know, little, like at the time when Omarion was on there, mm-hmm. I was a little bit excited about that. However, I feel like other than the headline stories, I don't care. I only wanted to see Hollywood because I wanted to know what was going on with the Millennium Tour. And then, you know, with the April and Fizz situation. Mm -hmm. But I cannot sit through to watch it. And I thought I was going to be able to watch it with um, Joe Budden and Tahiri and all of them on there. But I just, I fucking can't. I thought I could too because they were coming back. And that was what I was used to was them. But I honestly, I'll just be quite honest, I've outgrown it. Like, I'm not yes. interested yeah. in, I'm not going to say I have a drama in my life, but I have my own shit I got to do You know what it is? I think we need a realistic reality show. I think that's what it is. I'm actually starting to enjoy more, like, married type of things. Like, married that's at first saying. sight and I, I need a more. Camp I need a more realistic. Love after luck. <laughs> the, them niggas is crazy. But I need a more realistic reality show if I'm going to watch it. But I'm just kind of over the every season you guys are in the studio. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. I'll never hear no music drop. You'll have all these businesses. Yandy was talking on her phone one season. It wasn't even plugged in. Like, I'm over it. Like, I'm just, yeah. 
No, I, I just, I just, I don't, I, I do not care. Before we get into our Kobe news, um, I saw this news today. I was just like, here we go. And then Kuna sent to me, and I'm like, I'm ready for all you bitches to be like, couple goals, Mary goals. What prayer did she say to get her bed and blah, blah, blah. But Sierra and Russell Wilson are expecting again. I think they make such a cute couple. And I love how they ride for each other. Like, I just love it. I think it's really cute. I just think it's cute. I'm glad you do. I just... You don't you don't like them together? It's not that I don't like them together. I just feel like I'm all for black love. And if this is a, a great, prosperous, healthy relationship for her, go ahead. And if sis has gone ahead and she's glowed up and she's got and she's getting to the bag i'm here for it you gotta move up how you how whichever way you can you gotta get it Mm -hmm. however they just get on my nerves and when i see sierra who nobody was paying any fucking mind to hosting and performing this and this and i'm like sis when the fuck did sierra become this like and she's had some bops, don't get me wrong, but Sierra can't fucking sing. So when I see oh, Sierra shit. hosting oh, these yeah, New Year's Eve Sierra. balls and things like this, these New Year's Eve balls and shows, and she want to be the performer and things like that, I'm like, sit, when the fuck, when? Why? One, I forgot you hate Sierra. I don't hate her. Um, I believe our, was it our second episode? You made it clear that you don't like Sierra? I just, and I don't get it. And I know it's going to be the... I feel like the two of them, and I don't know their lives day to day, I feel like the two of them complement each other. They're a good business look together Mm -hmm. is what I feel like. And babies are a blessing. Children are a blessing. So I'm glad of them for that. But with that, I don't want to hear shutouts about future. I don't. I don't want to hear a Sierra Russell Wilson and then the future. Keep that shit to yourself, Sierra. You got your husband. Okay, you got your deals coming through. He's got his lovely, fat-ass contract. He's buying nigga stocks in Amazon or whatever he was buying his teammates in. Okay, he bought you all of your, I mean, your masters and things like that. He could have bought you. Don't talk about future. I, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to. Keep y'all business and y'all drama. Future's over there about to have with his 10th kid or whatever kids. Future ain't got no money. You know he's dating um, Steve Harvey's daughter. Yes. I'm not gonna get into that. But how do I say goodbye to what we had? I don't want to continue on because I don't want to say the wrong words. But um, sad news for the world: Sunday, uh, basketball player Kobe Bryant. And eight others, including his daughter, his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, passed away in a helicopter crash. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just, where were you when you heard it? And are you actually into basketball? Um, so I used to play basketball mm-hmm. in middle school in a small part of high school. However, I was not, like, into the game mm-hmm. like that to be watching basketball like that. However, Joshua is. Joshua played basketball all of his life. Right now, he thinks he is Kobe, Kobe 2.0 or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember Granted. when Kool-Aid thought he was going to be playing no ball at the rec center. I was just right. like, if you don't stop embarrassing yourself right. and sit down. Right. Sir, you can't even go up and down the court anymore. Be quiet. Okay. <laughs> Have, Have several of them. Okay. But I was at home and we were sitting on a sofa. My friends actually texted me first. But um, I didn't open my text because I was just, you know, interacting with the family or whatever. Joshua goes downstairs. He comes back upstairs and he's like, 
I know I'm not fucking tripping. I'm like, what? He was like, Kobe died. And I'm like, Kobe? Who the fuck is Kobe? 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 First thing I thought about was like, Kobe's where you go and they do the, like the little food in yeah. front of you. I was like, Kobe? The guy that opened the, opened the Kobe restaurant? No. My dumb ass. He was like, no, Kobe Bryant, the basketball player. I was like, what? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I was looking at a, you know, I'd be going to these open houses. Yeah. Like, I'm about to buy shit. <laughs> But I was in my way. I was parked. I was eating. I was finishing a piece of chocolate, actually. Um, and I was trying to find a headband in the car so I can make myself presentable. Oh, my God. But Kuma called me, yo, Kobe Bryant died. I was like, shut the fuck up. Every time someone tells me that someone has passed away, my first response is always shut the fuck up. I don't know why, but it is. And at first, it wasn't really everywhere. Of course, mm-hmm. TMZ broke the story. So I called my best friends, and I was just like, Yo, Kobe Bryant died. They were like, Alex, like, stop. They were like, you're lying. I was like, I swear to you, like, I'm looking at it right now on my phone. And if I had to watch sport on TV, I could watch basketball. Mm-hmm. I was never, like, a crazy, like, fan or anything. But I can definitely say Kobe Bryant was one of those people you respected. Mm-hmm. You respect his athleticism. You respect his business sense. You respect, you know, just, just... Him as an icon, as a legend of his own time. And for as long as I can remember, like, Kobe has always been a thing. And it's crazy because the day before, he had tweeted to, you know, LeBron James, oh, wow. you know, congrats, whatever it is. I guess he surpassed him in something. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to get the verbiage wrong because you know I don't know. Um, but I was in shock. But then to see that his daughter mm-hmm. and for me the first thing i said and this is going to be so ignorant and i said like that is some rich people shit like a helicopter i'm like i said i could maybe like kind of wrap my head around a car accident but kunle was explaining to me how kobe had been taking and some of the other players had been taking helicopters because of the traffic and the traffic in la being so bad mm-hmm. and it's not apparently wasn't a long flight and apparently this this uh, pilot had been one that Kobe Bryant always used all the time. So when it is that they are flying, just from what I've read in my research, when it is that they are flying, you know, they get they have to get permission to, I'm going to go this route or I'm going to go this route. And even though it was super foggy, he was the pilot was still cleared to go. So the theory is, the story is, is that in the midst of the fog, his propeller might have hit something. And that's what caused the crash to go down. Okay, um, so what I heard was that he was flying too low. Right, and, and that's they when kept hit telling him that you're flying too low. You need to go higher. You need to go higher. Right. Sorry, I, okay, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. Though. So, but because it was foggy, he couldn't necessarily really see. He he wasn't able to necessarily gauge anything. And it's crazy because people were saying that um, some people who lived in the area. Um, we're saying like how foggy it was and this one man he showed a video of the plane but it disappeared he was and he just like you know i'm sorry the helicopter he says like i'm used to seeing helicopters all the time around here he says but this is flying really abnormally low and normally like helicopters don't normally fly this low and then like the helicopter disappears off and jessica simpson apparently she lived nearby the site and you know she was filming from home from her home and just taking pictures of like you know like how foggy it was and like you know seeing like the craft and things like that so I just want to send my condolences and I don't know if it's that the older that I get the more sensitive I'm becoming or because you know just as you get older life happens but I can't imagine and I'm not a parent being in flight 
And then just all of a sudden realizing, like, okay, this is about to be it. Mm-hmm. Like, do you grab your child? Was there a moment to pray? Was there a moment for this? And I think that's kind of what's haunting me in my head. And then to think that not only did Vanessa lose her husband, but she lost a child. And I know they had four children together. So mm-hmm. their 17-year-old daughter, Natalia, um, Gianna, who was 13, who passed away in the car accident. And then they have a, three, a three-year-old and a seven-month-old. Mm-hmm. And... It's not like the 17-year-old is going to have her other siblings to lean on because they're so much younger. Mm-hmm. It's really just going to be her and her mom in dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, and to I'm just think about, they've been together since she was 17. 17. And I didn't realize how young Kobe was. He's only 41. Mm-hmm. She's 37. Like, I cannot imagine that. And then, you know, apparently it was TMZ who broke the news, and people were saying, you know, I, I watched Harvey, um, who was the creator and the owner of TMZ, and he was on The Real. And he was saying, no, he says, we had a conversation with them, with the family, with their people, and with an hour, with their people. Um, and the family apparently knew about it, and then we broke the story, is what they're claiming. But I just don't believe that. I yeah. feel like we live in a world where we do not allow people any opportunity, and I hate that social media is how family members have to find out certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, it's it's just, it's he's so fucking young. Yeah. And to be quite honest, I was going to ask you a question. Um, is it okay for people to post about someone that passed away before the family actually knows about it? Um, I feel like I think about myself in a situation when I had to deal with recently and notifying family members. When someone very close to me passed away, I reached out to select people mm-hmm. and I left it to them to deliver the message. Now, I'm trying to think on the other hand if it were me and I found out that someone in my close circle passed away on social media, how I would feel. But I think the same with like births and weddings and things like that. So I'm going to speak from my perspective because I don't think I've ever told you this. But when my grandmother passed away, as you know, I was in the DR. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually posted on Facebook before I even knew about it. So when I landed from the DR, my husband just called me and was like, hey, I don't want to, you know, your grandmother passed away. And I'm just right. like, you're, you're lying. Stop playing. Like, no, right. she didn't. She's fine. Where, what hospital are y'all in so I can get dropped off? And he's like, no, I'm serious. And like, she, he, she passed away. And I'm like, no, you're playing. And then right. as I'm on the phone with him, mind you, I just landed like the... The wheels just touched the ground. I just took my phone off of airplane mode. Right. Everything. So, and then I'm starting to get, like, these messages from Facebook. And, you know, you can't really see the notifications. Mm -hmm. You just see such and such is commenting on this. My father posted it on Facebook and never once gave me the proper notice to know that my own grandmother passed away. Mm -hmm. Mind you, I was the one taking care of her. 
Right. I was making right now checks, paying bills, different things like that. So I just felt like there should be some type of common courtesy to talk to right. the inner circle of the family before you let your little 5,000, however fucking many friends you yeah. have on Facebook know yeah. about somebody that they don't even fucking know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think too, like, for me, in going through certain things, like, I just feel like the first thing that all, that's on my mind is in social media. I understand that it's the quickest way to get the word out. Mm-hmm. However, the first thing on my mind is not, I'm going to go post it. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone else posts it, fine, cool, whatever. But social media isn't going to be my whatever it is. And if I have to find out on social media, I'm going to be like, who the fuck posted that mm-hmm. first? And then... I would imagine that me and the individual are going to have a conversation. And I even think in the sense of just kind of bringing it back to Vanessa. And I was saying to Kuma, I said, one thing, I said, Kobe Bryant is as such a huge figure. That I said, he's a man of the world. He doesn't just, he's not just Vanessa's husband, you know. And I said, I wonder if she's ever going to have, if she's going to get to have a private funeral service mm-hmm. for her husband and, and her daughter. Her. Um, because I feel like, you know, I, th- I imagine that when you are with a person that big, you know, you have to share them with everybody. Mm-hmm. Do you really get to have that, you know, kind of intimate moment to where when you do have a service that you get to candidly speak to, you know, your closest loved ones without feeling that? And I just remember just like at any service I've been to, like the hardest part has just been that like, okay, this is the final, we're closing the door type of thing. But like... Does she ever get to have that moment to where it's just going to be her and her, like, intimate family? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's like she's not going to be able to probably mourn. You know, every time you turn around, somebody's posting his face Mm -hmm. or her daughter's face or whatever the case is. You know, it's then a third. And it just also puts you into perspective that we don't belong. People don't belong to people. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I don't know if everybody out there believes in God, but I do, you know, that God... God loans us people for a certain amount of time, and then it's time for them to take, let me take it back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So on one end, it's kind of like, I would want to be selfish, and it's just like, no, like, I don't want to have this big spectacle of a funeral service. You know, I just want to have it for myself and my intimate reasons. However, his being and his presence was just so much bigger than that, mm-hmm. and he was a gift to everyone else. I think the most... I felt like intimate celebrity service I'd probably seen was probably Whitney Houston's. Mm -hmm. And it was because it was at her church. Um, And it was enough of no fancy schmancy. It was the good old city church that she grew up in and that she performed at. And it was that intimate touch. Um, And, you know, but I also kind of felt like, I also wondered, like, did Chrissy ever want to speak? Did her mom want to speak? Did Bobby Brown ever want to speak? It felt like just another, like, entertainment show. Mm-hmm. Same with, with with Michael Jackson's. It was just like as beautiful as this was, and I even think about with Nipsey Hussle's. Like, had all of the cameras not been there, would Lauren have been able to have a vulnerable moment with her like close people? Mm-hmm. But when you are blessed to be with a person of that stature, stature and magnitude, they're not yours. Even when what was his name, George Bush's father died, mm-hmm. and George like he, you could tell he was trying to keep it together. But it was just like, but all these cameras are here. The world is watching. I And we have to, because of his stature, we have this sort of formality of a practice of a funeral service that we kind of have to go by. Right. 
So I always wonder that, like, how does that, how does that work? And, you know, tomorrow is promised to no man. And for people who are saying, how do you mourn a person you've never even met? Fuck y'all niggas. Because I feel like there are just some people who are that impactful in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And even though I've never personally met Kobe, even though I've never been a basketball player, he was always someone that, like, you know who the fuck Kobe is. He's yeah. been on Moesha. He was in this video. Mm-hmm. I've seen him here. I turned on ESPN. He's on, you know, whatever it is. Um, so That's how I felt about Nipsey. Like, people were saying, well, they didn't say that about Nipsey. It was just like, Nipsey was like, okay, I understand. But it's like, now it's Kobe. It's like, no, you're not. You never met him. Why do you care? Right. That type of thing. Like, who are you to tell me like what I can stop. Like, just stop. They just, were human, just like I'm human, just like anybody would cry right, like, if just something stop. like that happens. But, I mean, we can't forget about the other people that were on the plane as well. I know, though, especially that, um, I don't know, I think it was John. I don't want to say their names wrong. I don't want to say the last name. But the, it was a coach, his wife, and a daughter. And then they had two other kids it that was, didn't was, make it on the flight. Right. So, we have to think about all the people that also lost their life and we just don't want to shed light on you know Kobe and his daughter we also right. want to send our prayers to everybody that lost somebody in that helicopter crash very true and making it home safely is is important nowadays it's important it's very underrated um so yeah our thoughts and our prayers are with everyone who lost someone on that plane yeah. uh, accident and it's a helicopter <laughs> um <laughs> and just thoughts and prayers and i just it's a time that people need to be sensitive and it's just life is so fragile it's so precious and you just you just don't fucking know don't know um so moving on Arshay, you're mom so tell me this story florida man beats child the article is florida man beats child with belt because of school grades so in Pensacola, Florida, um, the deputies arrested this man for beating his child with a belt, and he left welts all over his body. Um, and he's being charged with child cruelty, and he's being held without bond in the county jail. And it states that on Monday, a child approached a school resource officer while at school and said McCray had given him a whooping on Sunday because of his grades. And the story continues on, and the child is left with bruises on his chest and leg, and he claims, and the child claims that his dad hit him about 15 times. Um, and then the mother, I guess, who was at the house or whoever it was, um, apparently was sleeping when the incident or whatever the case is occurred and or happened. So what's the question, friend? <laughs> As a parent, what do you, what, what do you think? First about of all, that? he fucked up. He, you know, the number one rule back in the day, my mother, like if you didn't do what you were supposed to do and them grades are just in general, never leave a fucking bruise, a welt, anything. Never leave any type of mark on the child. You have to do what you got to do. If they need an ass whooping, you take care of that. You handle it. But you don't leave any bruise marks or anything like that. So that's where he fucked up at first. And then, like, number two, um, my mother said, whatever happened in the house stays in the house. You don't just sit up there and go and tell other niggas about what the fuck happened. You don't do no shit like that. Like, that makes no fucking sense. So, okay. So, when I... I didn't realize that the child went ahead and told. First of all, I wonder how old his child is. Snitches get stitches. And he already got his motherfucking stitches, so... That's what I'm saying. But, like, my thing is, like... Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's nothing wrong. Let me not say beating your child. 
or whooping your child. But I got spanked. I got popped. And I bet you, but I bet you the kid, I bet you the kid is gonna learn to make sure that his grades are in retrospect, Mm -hmm. that they are together. Right. You are black. You got your ass whooped. But I don't think now hitting the child to the point where he's getting welt and bruises. Now that is a bit excessive. That's the golden rule of being a parent. You're not supposed to leave bruises. You're just supposed to, you know, beat them until they, you know, understand. But you're not supposed to leave like any marks on them. I wonder what the dynamic and the makeup of the school was, but now that we're in this where like teachers, educators are mandated reporters, but um, I just think back if, if, you know, maybe back when I was in school, when we were in school growing up, like how many kids or parents would be CPS be called on now hmm. if they really knew what was going on. Hmm. But I am, you know what it is? Two things. I'm curious to know how old the child was, number one. And I'm curious to know if he was the only brownie at the school to where that just wasn't a common occurrence and he would just go, and I'm just, I'm going to tell my teacher. Because there are things that we do that we know that other cultures just, you just don't do that. Yeah. So I wonder if I know if white people was... don't beat their child, but then they got Billy yelling at them, I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you, bro. I hate you. But then... Out here shooting up shit. Calm down, Billy. A little ass whooping will probably say that a lot. Would you pop your kid if they came came in the house with just disrespectful grades? Just, just, just. I mean, they're not at that age yet to where like they're having like work, work. But how do you think you'd respond? Um, I don't think I would be that forceful with it. I would probably sit down and ask them, okay, like what's going on? Why is it that you can't seem to do? what you got to do and what's going on here and how can we make things better? Mm-hmm. That would be my initial thought, but I'm not sure because with the grades can go two different ways. Mm-hmm. With grades can go two different ways. We can either have bad grades and you saying you're trying your hardest or we can have bad grades and you skipping class and you doing these, all these different things. Then when I hear you doing shit you're not supposed to do, that's going to trigger me to want to bust you in your fucking face. Okay. At a certain age on the, at the elementary school level, do you think the child's grades are... Not beatable. That's what I was going to ask. Not beatable. No. And I think that because I think that's the time as a parent to where you have to pay attention and you have to realize, okay... What can I do to step in to make sure that my child is getting the necessary information that they need? Do they need to be tested for X, Y, and Z? Do I need to sit down and spend a little bit more time with them Mm -hmm. at home? Do they need to get a tutor? Do I need to put away the video games? Yeah, do we need to cut off the TV? Right, do we need to do certain things? Do I need to have a conversation with the teacher? So I definitely think in that retrospect and that aspect of things. However, I do feel... so. I'm all for beating kids, spanking, whatever you have to do. However, I think when it comes to the grades, I think that's a bigger conversation, especially at that age. Now, if you want to cut the fuck up, I'm going to whoop your ass. Right. That's a different story. That's what I'm saying. It that's has a different to be... conversation because you ain't going to be the kid who is going to be up on somebody's video mm-hmm. because people are filming because you over there, you hit your teachers and you cutting up and you asses over there shooting up the fuck school. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be my child because had you beat the kid, or discipline, maybe not beat, but had you disciplined the child appropriately, we wouldn't be going through this. We wouldn't be having changes. Exactly. And I think you need to discipline your kids at home before the world disciplines them. Hmm. That's just my thought. This is also coming from a person who I'm a parent. However, I have worked in the high school system and I have worked and volunteered with kids um, from the kindergarten level up. And I can tell the kids who don't get no discipline when they're the fuck at home. 
I'm just gonna say that. Okay, so in the recently, um, you know, Gabby Union was let go of America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she worked on the show with um, Terry Crews, and Gabrielle Union just summing it up. She felt that you know they were discriminatory towards her. They let her go, but she was saying you know that you guys were discriminatory towards me and the way I wore my hair and so forth and so forth. Um, so when asked about, apparently Terry Crews was asked about it and. His response was very negative. It wasn't in support of Gabby Union. So he posted this, this, he made this post and he was saying, the only woman that I have to respond to where I care about um, is Rebecca. And, you know, to my, I don't owe any explanation to my, you know, my mother, my sisters, my daughters, that's up to their parents, their boyfriends or whatever to take care of it. And um, there's been a lot of backlash and a lot of conversation about was Terry Crews wrong in not being supportive of Gabby when she showed him support in his Me Too moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be rude and say moment as like it wasn't a thing, but. Now tell me how didn't he support her? What was, do we know, like what was said, what was done? Like I need some, I, I haven't He was So he was saying that, so he was on an interview and they were asking him about it and he was saying that um, he's never experienced the things that uh, Gabby Union was over there that she was talking about. He says that America's Got Talent has been one of the most diverse working places that he's ever been with and he essentially doesn't know, um, you know, where it is that she's, she's coming up with these things and so forth and so forth. And remember, um... Nick Cannon used to work on the show and Mm -hmm. he quit and he walked away from a lot of money because he just felt like, you know, there were some racial undertones and there were just things that, you know, he wasn't necessarily as a black man, he wasn't standing for. Right. And. Okay. So with that being said, let me cut mm -hmm. you off real quick. Terry Crews to me needs, sound like he needs to check. Cause ain't nobody really checking. That's that's what I'm saying. It sounds like anybody really checking for Terry right now. So it's not like he needs to check. Um, Gabby, Gabby really doesn't because one she has what being Mary Jane and all these other different projects she she could be and working she's on. Doing Nick can't ex- exactly. Nick Cannon has all these other projects that he's working on too. So they are financially stable to walk away. Ain't nobody checking for a Terry Crews to be quite honest with you. So maybe it's the check talking, right? And he might just be like, "Look, you know, I feel this way, but I'm just gonna say this because I need the money." You know what I mean? Or he might just actually feel that way because he do need the money. Mm-hmm. But ain't nobody checking for you, Terry. So you go ahead and try to keep your job. I think, so I think, I think it brings into a different conversation. So number one, I do agree with you. I feel like Terry Crews don't got Gabby Union money. And sometimes in a situation, you do what you need to do so you can shut the fuck up and you can go ahead and keep your check. Right. And if the reality is if some people, if we really sat down and we thought about it, if it came down to, am I going to speak up because I think this person what they're going through is wrong and it's not fair. I think most people would shut the fuck up because they have bills to pay. Right. And they need to keep their job. That's number one. Number two, I think it's crazy how, you know, Gabby Union was very supportive. Mm-hmm. She was there for you, whatever it is. And when it came time for you to step up to the plate as a black man and, you know, show support of her, the same support that you felt that you weren't getting because you were a man, you know, who was having his own sexual harassment situation why is that when the tables were flipped, why can't you be as supportive for her? 
And I think it goes into the different conversations that people have been saying, you know, like, um, black women, we support black men wholeheartedly, but we don't get that the same, the same, um, support isn't reciprocated to us, number one. But I also, like you mentioned, I agree with you. I felt like Terry Crews felt like he, need, he needs to keep his job. He mm-hmm. needs to get a fucking check. And if we're honest, and I've been in situations, have you ever been in a situation at work to where everybody's feeling a way about something? Yeah. Everybody's feeling a way about something. When and it's, work, it's wrong. It's fucked up. <clears throat> da, 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 da. We getting to be, and I'm saying, and they, they have, and don't nobody they say look shit. for one lone person to say mm-hmm. something. And then that person goes ahead and that person say something and they're going ahead and they're trying to be that voice for everybody who doesn't want to say something, but they're the ones that get in trouble and they get the backlash and then everyone sits back there and they're quiet about mm-hmm. it. That has happened to me, to be quite honest. We were, I was working at a specific hospital and there was a manager that was doing a whole bunch of shit. So I put together to write a two page letter to the CEO mm-hmm. of the hospital. <clears throat> and I only came up with one and a half paragraphs. These other bitches that I work with <laughs> filled the rest of the goddamn page. So right. then when it comes time to, now we want to have a sit down and figure out what's going. Oh, I feel so bad for her. She has to wear multiple heads. You weren't saying that shit when you was complaining about your daughter had broke her arm and she won't let you leave so you can go take care of your daughter. Mm-hmm. You wasn't saying none of that shit. But now you want to sit up here. And I get it. You need a check. I'm going to say whatever the fuck I got to say. Right. I'm still going to get my check because if you fire me, I'm going to sue you. And I think that's where... I think ethics and morals comes into play because like you, like I've told this story before, we, when I was working at this particular dental office, there was this one doctor, like he was off the effing chain and everybody knew that. Luckily for me, I don't have document shit, so I'm going to go have an issue. But everybody's just like, when we get in the meeting, we should say this and we should say that. So we're sitting there and it's time to say something and everybody's sitting there quiet, so I'm speaking. So then afterwards, they were like, did you see how, and I said, I put my hand up to this one particular coworker and I said, don't say nothing to me. I said, because when you were given an opportunity to sit there and say something, you chose not to say anything. And you allowed, you made me look crazy. Mm-hmm. And it made me look like I was the only one who felt type where I said, from now on, I don't want to hear anybody else complain about nothing. I said, because if when given the opportunity to say something, you choose not to stand up and say something, I'm not here for it. I also had at that same particular office, and I tell you, it's funny how karma works. Um, this one particular office, I got let go. And this other woman got let go on the same day. And this, I got let go because the question was, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you feel the environment is here? Something like that. And I said a 7 because it was truthful. I was, we were open, we were office that was open like 10, 12 hour days. I was the only one without kids there. We were also open on Saturday. So anytime someone had to whenever people decide they want to take off because they have to do this with their kids, like the girl wasn't married and like she didn't have a husband, that's beyond me. That's a whole other conversation. I was always pulled into work. I was going above and beyond, all this other stuff, yada, 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 making sure that the doctors were getting their checks in on time, making sure that they were getting their treatment plans closed, all that other stuff. So long story short, I went ahead and I, uh, I was let go. And they tried to say that, oh, Alex went ahead and like she came and then she quit. Luckily for me, I know how to document things. And I had a paper trail, and it was literally to where all of the other, my subordinates who were there, and all of the other, like, immediate managers were like, Alex, they shouldn't let you go. Like, that was fucked up. We had a new manager that came in there. She just started working there, and she called me the next day. She says, I quit. I said, what? She says, I quit because what they did was fucked up. She said, it was fucked up to you. And she says, and I refused to be in a situation in which 
they're letting people go and good people go. She said, I came in here and you literally trained me on everything I know in here. And she says, I refuse to be in a situation in where they're treating their employees like this. I'm not going to support that. And she left. Now, I don't know if I would have ever done that. But funny enough, three weeks later, the same dentist that went ahead um, and wanted to cut up, she got fired three weeks later. And then afterwards, they were trying to offer me my job back. And I had to say, no, I'm good. So I've definitely been in that situation where, you know, I've been on both ends. I didn't expect her to leave, but I felt like to me that spoke to my character on my work ethic, but then that also spoke to her. And I don't know that there's many people who would have, when the situation calls for you, open your mouth and stand up and say something's wrong, will they do it? Mm-hmm. I cannot say most people do it. And a lot of people say, well, I would have done this and I would, no, you wouldn't have. Because Terry Crews ain't, he's typecast number one. Ain't nobody checking for his ass like that. He is the token black guy. And he, you know, creates all this buzz with all the Me Too and, you know, you know, white women, they're all for, we have to support Terry Crews and da-da-da-da-da and yada-yada-yada. So now he's got this role. But Terry Crews in the acting world, who's really checking for you? He's trying to keep his check. Mm-hmm. But if anything, I think he's creating more enemies now. Yeah. And he's fucking himself for the long run. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting. And, you know, when they asked Nick Cannon, you know, he was just like, I'm not going to speak ill of you know, my old coworkers or whatever the case is, he says, but I know what I experienced when I was there. And I just feel like where is the lack of community around our people? At what point does your moral and your ethics step in to say, no, that's not fucking right? Hmm. Like, at, like, I don't know. If you were Terry Crews, would you have, would, would you have stood up and said something? Yes. Yes, I I probably just would have risk risk it all, risk risk it all. Because looking at it the way it is, Gabby is a household name than Terry. Right. People want Gabby for work, so if you're supporting her, I would be like, hey, you know, can you look out for me? Like right. I looked out for you. I need you know an acting job or something like that. And you know, she probably would have took care of you. Right. But now you kind of you're burning bridges because right. you don't know who she knows. Yeah. And she might, I'm not saying she's that type of person, but you're, you're putting yourself on the spot. And now people are like, okay, well, we don't want to work with you if you're going to do that. I just feel like he's selling himself out for a check. He is. And I feel like a lot of people do it. And it's not just on the, on the you know, on the scenes of Hollywood, but I think everyday people, a lot of times people see shit that's wrong and they choose not to say shit. Yeah. And I understand having to pay your bills and having your responsibilities, but I think it's sad that your, your ethics have to be questioned. Mm-hmm. It's like, do I follow my ethics and what's morally right, or do I go ahead and I continue to shut up and shut my mouth so I can go ahead and I can get this check? You do what you gotta do. But, friend, do we have a music plug this week? We do. Actually, there's been a lot of good music that came out. Not that this is my music plug, but Justin Bieber has a new song. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I tell you I cannot fucking wait for this album. Justin um, Bieber or... His albums are always pretty good. Okay. I don't like the fucking song Yummy, but the song he has called Get Me with featuring Kalani is really good. Um, but, 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 my music plug for this week is by, oh my gosh, I lost it, guys. Hold on, y'all. <laughs> um, oh, it's called Details by Jacob Lattimore and Cowboy. Okay. Or is it Cali Boy? Girl, I don't know. You know, I don't know. All, all I listen to is like the 90s. It's Jacob Lattimore and songs called Details. Okay. There you go. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Oh, <laughs> 